Hello and welcome back to the Spectrum Health Lakeland University Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Trigger, EM Core Faculty and Social Media Director. We're a community-based program focusing on training excellent residents to care for anyone, anywhere, at any time. Our focus is to provide a community perspective on emergency medicine and residency training. It's been a while since we've podcasted, but we wanted to bring in a special guest today to discuss the transition here within July. But I also wanted to welcome my co-host, our chief resident for next year, Dr. Brandon Bowden. Hey, Dr. Trigger. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. I'm glad to be back podcasting a little bit, but I wanted to welcome our guest, Dr. Megan Vukorpa. She's one of our PGY4s and is graduating here soon, and we wanted to bring her in today to talk about the transition in residency and what it means to be resilient as an emergency medicine resident. Welcome to the show, Dr. Vukorpa. Hi, Dr. Trigger and Dr. Bowden. Thank you for having me. So, Dr. Vukorpa, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and what are your plans for next year? Uh, Well, I'm one of the fourth-year residents who will be graduating in two weeks, actually, and I'll be staying locally. So, I was born and raised in St. Joseph, Michigan, where the program is based, and then I'll be practicing down at Franciscan in Michigan City. Well, welcome to the show, Dr. Vukorpa. It's great to have you. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about resilience, because within emergency medicine residency, there's a lot of changes that do occur, and resilience being the capacity to recover from difficulties is a big characteristic trait to have as an emergency medicine resident. It comes down to toughness, and there are a lot of things that change throughout residency, and we figured you would be the best and most appropriate to talk about this I'm going through four years here at uh, Spectrum Health Lakeland. So Dr. Vukorpa, Megan, if you will. You know, obviously you've been here for four years. We're all going to be really sad to see you leave. Luckily, you're, you're staying nearby in the area. You were here with the transition from a four-year program to a three-year program. You were a senior when that happened, and you've also had some adversities in your own life that you've had to deal with and overcome uh, while managing the challenges of residency. So do you have any advice for juniors soon to be seniors or just residents in general and can you kind of talk about you know adversity in emergency medicine and give us your take on things? Yeah so I think the important thing to remember is that it's not only the interns who are starting a new role it's kind of everybody in the department you're getting new nurses new techs and kind of people like me who will be new attendings which is a totally different role than anything i've ever been involved with before for kind of everybody as far as for the interns it's just kind of jumping in and trying to learn as much as you possibly can but for everybody else who's kind of already been around and established The biggest thing is to kind of absorb, I think, the stress of what's going on and figure out how you can be most helpful to your staff and to your co-residents. I remember one of my chief residents when I was an intern used to just ask how I was doing. And that was really nice on shift just for somebody to check in and make sure that I was personally doing okay. That's great advice. As we head into July, lots of new people in the department, lots of different adjustments. You're moving to a new area, most likely. You're learning, you know, new personalities and dealing with the social aspects of getting to know someone new, especially your new colleagues, but also having to address the medical knowledge and treating patients. So how do you balance those two aspects of emergency medicine as a resident, you know, starting? So I think as far as getting to know people that you're working with, The best way to get to know everybody is to just help everybody. Um, I think that's how I got to know some of the nurses really well and some of the techs really well is just, you know, small things such as like hooking a patient up to a monitor or helping with an EKG or walking a patient to the bathroom. Like they start to notice that stuff just 
be helpful in ways that you even, you don't have to be an intern or a senior to know how to do that. Just help everybody out. And then as far as the workload and the patient focus as your medicine-based focus. You just kind of have to take it as it goes. Each patient is going to present differently and come with different challenges. And I think a lot of times you focus on the medical aspects in medical school, but you don't also get kind of that social side. So you don't have, you know, you haven't dealt with family members or complicated social situations. And that's a huge learning curve that I think doesn't really get focused on in medical school when you're kind of learning each of the specialties and you know the medications and procedures and all of that and so not only is the medicine a learning curve but all of the social aspects are also a huge learning curve. Yeah it's really hard to ascertain all of the different perspectives that emergency medicine offers in medical school. There's a lot of difficult tasks that arise in a day-to-day shift which is really straining to every resident in, in different ways. Some people can tolerate the stress and are able to blow it off. Others, it, it goes home with them. And knowing when and how to alleviate stress from your day-to-day is important. So I'd like to ask you, Megan, what do you do after shift to alleviate your stresses? So I think it kind of has changed throughout the years. You know, when I was an intern, I felt like I was bringing a lot of complicated patients and everything home with me. Um, I remember an intern of when I was in like October of my intern year, I was on cardiology with one of my good third year IM resident friends. And I was telling him how much like I couldn't sleep because I just kept thinking about all these cases and everything. And so kind of over time, I learned that, you know, when I step outside of the hospital, that's kind of where I like stop and take a breath and like leave everything behind. And then it kind of, I got better at that and like practicing the fact that whatever I saw in the hospital stayed at the hospital that day. And then kind of driving home, you know, is like almost your transition time where you can like think about like, man, that case really sucked. Think about it to yourself and every once in a while you still got to like get home and talk to your significant other or your family or, you know, your cat, your dog and just say like, oh yeah, I really hated, you know, having this case. It really sucked in this way and that, you know, just kind of figuring out a way that you can kind of decompress the things that may have bothered you that day, whether it's, you know, an interaction with another staff member or an interaction with a patient or something that happened with a patient or care that you didn't necessarily felt like went the way you wanted it to. It's just kind of finding out the process that's best for you. I always found that taking showers helps me feel like I'm like washing the day away in a weird way, but the physical separation from the hospital is definitely like the biggest part of me kind of decompressing from what happened at work. I think that's all great advice and it's really important to have the separation of what you're doing in residency from your home life because you really need to find a work-life balance. I don't know if balance is truly achievable being a physician, but I think we need to strive for better borders and boundaries from the hospital to home because what you do at work is extremely stressful and, and taking that home to someone who may not understand what you're talking about or what you've done during the day may not be beneficial in the long run when you could have a discussion about their day and what they went through. I think that's important to understand and differentiate between your personal life and and your day-to-day life in the hospital. The day-to-day life in the hospital is excessive as a resident. You're here regularly, 
and you have to find ways to also care for yourself. So Megan, what are some things that you have done over the years um, to take care of yourself? Well, I go on a lot of walks. (laughs) That is like my biggest form of stress relieving. I would love to say I'm like part of a, you know, gym or workout or bike like some other people in our program. Uh, But I'm just not that active. (laughs) Uh, And it changes like because in the winter, you know, it's cold and I don't always want to be outside. And sometimes it just includes getting together with my friends on Monday and watching The Bachelor (laughs) with queso. So that definitely, um, you know, it's hard because it's changed throughout my entire residency. I think, you know, at some points it was kind of just coming home and being by myself. And then at other points it was kind of getting out and you know, exercising and walking around, especially when it's nicer here in Michigan. And then other parts, it's like, I just need to sit with my friends. And, you know, I have a really good friend who's a PA here. And I had another good friend who was a uh, PA as well. And the three of us would just sit down and watch The Bachelor. And, you know, everybody had different perspectives on a case or, you know, how something went down. And just to kind of have other people to talk to, you know, that you mentioned that do understand it, but maybe we're not directly involved, which helps a lot. Because even with your co-residents, you know, sometimes they hear about a case before you even talk to them about it. Um, and so then you're kind of like, oh, what did you hear and all this? But you know, with my good friends who are in the hospital, but not in the ER, but still related with direct patient care, I think it helps to just kind of sit with them and decompress about, you know, not only hard cases maybe I saw that day, but maybe hard cases they saw that day and realize that it's kind of everybody. Yeah, I think it's important to find someone that you can talk to that understands all the things that you're going through. So Megan, I know some things happen in residency that are unexpected. So I just kind of wanted to touch base with you of some unexpected changes in your life that occurred during residency and how the program helped you. Plus, how did you deal with the adversity and the struggles that did come up during residency and what is your advice to your fellow colleagues, new interns and residents of how to deal with personal setbacks or changes during residency? Yeah, so definitely unexpected. Um, I was diagnosed with breast cancer in the early beginning of my third year um, and just kind of severely changed kind of the course of where I thought I would be going and how long, you know, how is this going to affect my residency because there's not really time to just, you know, take off and get a mastectomy and do five months of chemo. I was really grateful though that, you know, being in the healthcare, I kind of, you know, already knew what to expect and kind of the steps and the process. And I had wonderful um, oncologists and plastic surgeons and general surgeons who were able to work with me. So we were kind of able to figure out a plan that would work with kind of my schedule. And I think the program worked really well with me as far as figuring out what elective time could be used in kind of a way that would supplement kind of when I was going through chemotherapy. So we, uh, you know, I opted to go to for surgery first, which, you know, I just kind of wanted everything taken care of. And the program was great. Um, I still kind of worked after my mastectomy and everybody on that shift knew I like couldn't lift an ultrasound probe <laughs> uh, without significant assistance. You were here uh, to help. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I had multiple uh, voluntary assistance with everything um, that I could not do, um, but was still able to kind of work and feel like I was a part of the program. And I think that was really important for me because I didn't want to just focus on the fact that I had cancer. Work was almost like, it was funny because as much as I had like thought about oh, here are my ways to escape from work. Work became an escape from my cancer. Um, Yeah, so work almost became an escape from what was going on in my personal life with all the meetings and kind of timing and figuring out when everything was going to happen. And I think in that point I realized how much I actually loved what I did and how important it was to kind of not only my identity, but I just kind of loved being around everybody at work and I loved taking care of patients and I loved the nursing staff and you know everybody that I work with. And during that time, I realized that during chemo, I was probably really gonna miss this and just talking to people and interacting with them. Um, so yeah, it was kind of weird because we were talking about how I kind of had all these ways to deal with the stress of being a resident and then very abruptly it kind of became, oh, residency is now like my place of comfort (laughs) from my personal life, um, which was good, so. Megan, your grace and grit and the way you've dealt with all of the adversity is more than anyone would ever expect. We're hugely supportive of you no matter what. We are family here and we care for you and are extremely proud of everything you've accomplished in your four years while being here. And that's the great thing about this program is that everyone matters and we're here for each other, ultimately taking care of patients and each other Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, I was surrounded with so much love in such a kind of chaotic time. And, you know, I remember everybody made me a Valentine's Day box for Valentine's Day and wrote me handwritten notes, um, which I absolutely loved. And I would, you know, call in for didactics and everything. And even when all the boys shaved their head, that that made me cry. yeah, it was kind of not love that I didn't, you know, expect because obviously I think, you know, as much love as you get out, you get back. Um, but it's it's definitely present in this program, and I'm very happy to have been a part of that, um, even though it was such a crappy situation. <laughs> yeah, and you've persevered in ways that no one would imagine and, and you continue to kick ass and be a strong leader and badass woman in this residency. So with some parting advice for new residents, Dr. Vukorpa, Megan, do you have any great pearls to leave our listeners with? I think the biggest part is just to not focus on yourself and remember that everybody's going through a lot of changes right now. 
Um, it's really easy to sit and focus on how hard your shift is or how hard you know a specific patient is. But if you kind of take a look around, everybody's having a hard time, even whether they're telling you or not. And I think just kind of going back to the same thing that you know Biro used to always say, like, how are you doing today? What can I help you with? And being available and being present kind of for the rest of your team because you know, if your team members are being affected, eventually it will get to you. That's great advice. And to all of our listeners, hopefully there's more than there was in the beginning, but this advice is is hugely important as you progress in the next step of your career and realize there's someone always there for you uh, within your program, hell, even our program. Please reach out and, and be well. So thank you once again for joining us uh, today, Dr. Bukorpa. I really appreciate you stopping by and speaking with us in your last few weeks of residency. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys for joining. Uh, once again, we are the Spectrum Health Emergency Medicine Residency, where we take care of anyone, anywhere, at any time. We are a community-based program focusing on excellent emergency medicine residency. See you guys again. Take care. Bye-bye.